Hello and welcome to the Badass Fertility Podcast. I am your host, Katherine Bregman. I am a fertility mindset specialist and nationally certified coach. When I finally had my miracle baby girl at 40, after years of IVF failure, being told to try donor eggs and enduring miscarriage, I did it because I changed one thing. I started thinking differently. I learned that if you want to succeed on this journey, you have to have the mindset for it. You have to stop ignoring the most important connection, the mind-body connection, and start using it to fuel success. So if you are ready to remove the blocks between you and your baby and learn how to live this journey like a woman destined to beat the odds, then you are in the right place. So let's get started. All right. So today's topic, we are going to discuss three steps for dealing with jealousy like a badass. So I chose this topic today because the women I work with, as well as myself included, um, this is a topic that comes up all the time, right? So I really feel like it's important to dive into it and first of all, acknowledge that it's totally natural. It's completely normal. And one of the things that I want to talk about right now to kind of help you understand how normal and how natural it is to feel jealousy on this journey, I want to go back to the heart of the meaning of the word. All right. So go with me for a moment. If we look up jealousy in the dictionary, it says to feel jealous means to feel threatened, insecure, or protective of something you already have. Okay. Threatened, insecure. Um, There is no one root cause of jealousy, but there are a few reasons someone might feel this way. And this is the part that really struck me. Insecurity, past history, fear of loss. Okay. So jealousy is characterized by a few components, feeling threatened, feeling insecure, past history, fear of loss. So before I dive into how to deal with jealousy, like the badass that you already are, I want to talk a little bit about these particular characteristics of jealousy because they are so pertinent to the journey to become pregnant. So the first one I want to talk about is past history, right? It's probably the most obvious one. So let's start with that. Well, I don't know what was obvious to you, but to me, this one really jumped out when I saw it. So I was thinking like, okay, um, if you've ever gotten to the point where a pregnancy test feels like a torture device, then you already know how past history could play a role in jealousy on the fertility journey every month, right? I was asking myself, the ladies I work with are asking themselves, you are asking yourself, when should I test, right? Is it okay to test a little bit early? Should I wait until I miss my period? Maybe a day or two before my period is okay, right? You start analyzing the symptoms like, oh, I have a little cramp or my back hurts or my boobs are tender. Maybe I'm pregnant or maybe I'm just getting my fucking period again, right? So every month it's like this roller coaster of emotions over and over again. And then if and when your cycle finally does arrive, it's devastating, 
And then not only is it devastating, but you have to gear yourself back up again and get ready to face the next month with a hopeful, positive attitude, right? As much as you can and do the whole thing all over again. So if you're looking at someone who is past this point, I think it makes a lot of sense that you might feel jealous, right? Okay. So another one we're going to talk about is feeling threatened or insecure. So most of us throughout our earlier lives, right before we were ready to start our families. Oh, pause it. Oh, okay. The microphone went out. Yeah. Now it's back in. Yeah. So did did you note that somewhere in the time to edit that? Okay. I, I like hit it with my thumb and it went out. Okay. Okay. We good? Yeah. Cause it was just a little tap and it like, all right. So, um, So most of us spent a ton of time in our earlier youth, right? Before we were ready to have families trying to prevent pregnancy. Many of us assumed that we would absolutely become mothers when we were ready. And we thought that when we stopped using birth control, the baby would come. And then when that doesn't happen month after month for us, but it does happen for seemingly everyone else, our sense of womanhood is threatened. So go with me on this for a second. The ultimate act of femininity is conceiving and carrying a baby to term. And that doesn't mean we are defined by it at all. It doesn't mean that you have to have a baby to be a woman. I'm not saying anything backwards or crazy like that, right? But the idea that motherhood is linked to our fullness as a woman is in the Kool-Aid of our culture, whether we consciously agree with it or not. And that's why there is so much fear and shame wrapped up in this struggle. It's not just because you want a baby, which of course that is like a huge part of it, but it's also this question that we all fear the most, but don't even want to articulate, which is what does it say about me if I can't have a baby? So. Feeling threatened or insecure makes a lot of sense when it's applied to the fertility journey. Now, the last one I want to talk about, and then we're going to get into how to deal with all of this, um, is fear of loss, right? So fear of loss connects to jealousy on the fertility journey in a lot of different ways. Um, I know for myself, when I was in, I'm going to start with like almost, well, I was going to say the easier one, but I don't know if it's really any easier, but this is the one I'm going to start with. So when I was in the depths of sadness and despair, trying to conceive my daughter, I realized that the feeling I was experiencing was familiar. It was like this dark cloud was just hovering over me. And I just had this like constant pit of heaviness in my stomach and everything in life just seemed duller. It was just harder to get energized for anything. And it was harder to see the positive side of things. And when I felt this and I became really aware of the fact that I was feeling it and that it was a thing, right? That that had sort of taken over me. I asked myself, where have I felt this before? Because it was strangely familiar. Like I knew I'd felt the feeling before, And when I put my finger on it, I realized 
It was grief. I was experiencing grief. I was experiencing the same feeling of despair that I experienced when I lost someone I loved. That's how painful this journey can be. And that is why jealousy is a very natural part of it. So I realized I was grieving the dream of becoming a mom in a happy, successful, easy way, even when I was doing everything I could to still make it happen. Right? So fear of loss also refers to another form of grief, which is the grief that we experience if we lose a pregnancy. That is another form of loss that has to be grieved as the loss that it is. So there's a lot of fear, insecurity. Um, If we look at the definition of jealousy, right? Applied to the fertility journey, we can see that it makes total sense that it would come up a lot for you if it's taking longer to have your baby than you thought it would. So, all right, you're going to be thinking now, okay, I get it. So feeling jealous is totally normal. Good. That's comforting to know. But what do I do about it? Because I don't want to live in this state anymore. Just because it's natural for jealousy to be a part of this journey, it doesn't mean that there's nothing you can do to manage it. Far from it, right? We want to learn how to deal with it and not be a victim of it. The goal here is to bring out your inner badass so that you can live this journey in a way that is more effective, more efficient, more empowering, and ultimately lead you to your baby. So I'm going to give you some insights on how to manage the energy of jealousy when it wants to take over your experience. Okay. But first I want to share with you three brief examples of when jealousy arose on my fertility journey and how I handled them. So I will tell you, I have way more than three examples, (laughs) probably like 3 million examples. Um, But I picked these specific ones because one, I think that they're fairly common. So I I feel like you'll be able to relate to them. Um, And the other reason is that I actually handled each of these situations differently because each one required a different approach. So I want you to keep in mind, jealousy, just like the fertility journey, doesn't have a one-shot fix-it, like one-and-done method, okay? Jealousy is complicated. It requires nuance and interconnection to navigate. So here's my three examples real quick, and then I'm going to apply them to these steps that I'm going to encourage you to try and apply in your own life too. So my three examples are one, sobbing while my husband wrote a congratulations baby card to his best friend who got married over a year after us and got pregnant like right away. Second one, crying in the bathroom before leaving the house to go meet my best friend's baby who also got married two years after us and had a baby before. Third one, cutting off communication with one of my best friends after she got pregnant and I couldn't bear to be in regular contact with a pregnant friend at that point. So I also want to point out each of my examples occurred after I had been working on my mindset. 
right? So when this stuff came up for me, I was meditating. I was journaling. I was practicing gratitude every morning. I actually was doing better than ever before. But that doesn't mean that this shit didn't come up, right? It means that I handled it differently because of my mindset practice. So what did I do to handle these experiences? First, I felt my feelings. I allowed my sadness and grief over my longing to be a mom so badly, right? I let it out. I cried. I howled. I didn't pretend I wasn't bothered by it because, oh, I'm working on my mindset, so I'm going to be positive. Okay. Positivity is great. We'll talk about it. But first you have to be real. Okay. If you feel this inside of you, you have to let it out. So, because that's the healthiest way to deal with it, right? Is acknowledge it, get it out. So that was first, right? First I let it out. I cried, 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 punched the pillows, you know, did the things that needed, I needed to do personally. Everyone might have a different way of letting it out. Then I started to apply what I had learned. So in the case of my husband writing the card to his best friend who just had a baby, I remember I went into our guest room, which is actually now my daughter's bedroom. And at the time there was like a queen size bed in it. And I remember just collapsing on that bed and just sobbing into the pillows while he was in the kitchen writing this card. And I was just, I was so jealous that he was writing a card for them and not the other way around. It just felt like so unjust, right? So I let it out. I didn't hold back. I let those tears wash over me. And then when I got to the point where I was exhausted from the tears, where my body was so depleted of all the jealous energy it had let out, right? You know that feeling when you've like cried and cried and cried and now it's like your body is just like, ugh. And, and it's out and you're just kind of like empty, right? That's a thing. And that's a thing we want to get to because then I consciously chose to refill myself with something different. In that case, I chose to observe what an amazing man I am married to. He is a person who can write that card for his friend because he celebrates their joy, even when he's filled with his own longing. Now, I didn't let that make me feel ashamed for my response. I just felt grateful to learn from his. And then I reflected on what an amazing parent he was going to be. And I didn't go into, but he, what if he never is, or it's so unfair, right? Which is a fair enough place to go, but it wasn't going to help. So I held myself at what an amazing parent he is going to be. And I focus my energy on what an amazing dad he would be one day. Okay. So you have to get out your feelings. We've got to do it. We're human. Feelings, like they have matter within them. They matter and they have matter and they have to come out. But once they have flowed, you have this like awesome opportunity to take advantage of the empty space you just created and refill. Fill yourself with an energy that will serve you and your journey. 
right? You could say in a way, it's like the tears, the yelling, the punching. If you're a jogger, which I am not, but if you're a jogger, the running, right? Whatever it is that you do to get out that energy, they're like a healthy purge of what needs to come out of you in order to create space for what will actually serve you. Okay. So what will actually serve you? One thing I want to say is be an advocate for yourself and your best interests. A lot of women struggle with this because we think it is selfish, right? But you've got to remember advocating for yourself in service to your dream is not selfish. It's the only way to live. In fact, wouldn't you support a friend who was doing the same thing? So, Advocating for yourself may sound simple and you might be like, well, Catherine, I always advocate for myself. And if you do, great, that's wonderful. So for those of us who know that it's a struggle, right? Who know that in practice, it can be hard, right? To identify because it looks different depending on the context. So I wanna give you two examples of what it means to advocate for yourself when jealousy comes up on this journey. So when one of my best friends became pregnant, I was so not in a place where I could be supportive. I wish I could have been, right? Like if I was my absolute best self, I would have been able to be there for her. But I wasn't. And I was at least learning enough about mindset at the time that I knew that I wasn't really going to be able to be there for her right? I was working so hard every day, practically clinging for dear life to my practice of cultivating the belief that I would become a mom, that I was meant to be a mom and that it was going to happen, right? And I had to be really intentional about what energy and experiences I let in and which ones I kept at a distance. So when this friend got pregnant, I told her that I didn't want to be in touch for a while because it was too difficult for me. So the key point here is I didn't use my intellect to make this decision, right? I didn't sit down with a pro and con list and list all the reasons why I should be there for her as a friend and all the reasons why I felt I couldn't be. I did not do that. It was not an intellectual choice because if I tried to intellectualize or rationalize it, it would have led to paralysis because the truth is the last thing I would ever want to do is cut off a friend. But when I was being honest with myself about where I was at and what I was trying to do and what was going to best help me accomplish it, I could feel in my gut that distance would support me best, right? And so this was a really hard decision. It was not something I came to easily, but the inner knowledge, that inner knowing that it was what needed to be done is what I clung to and knew was what I had to follow right? Because in the case of this friend, I was so jealous that I needed distance so as not to live in that energy of loss and fear, right? Because I I couldn't live with the idea of like, oh, she's going to text me and, and tell me about how she's doing with her pregnancy. And what am I going to say? And how is that going to conjure up feelings in me? I knew it was going to conjure up anxiety and jealousy and, and make me question my ability to get pregnant. And those were things that were so important to me to, to put boundaries around 
right? It was so important to cultivate that belief in myself in any way I could that rather than being a quote unquote supportive friend, I had to be a supportive friend to myself first. So side note, this did not go without creating tension in this friendship, right? It was a difficult, uh, this friend didn't really understand or appreciate my choice. Um, It did create distance between us, not drama, but distance. But I am very happy to say that friendships can endure these types of things, right? I mean, if you're being true to yourself and you're willing to communicate honestly, and that doesn't mean you have to explain yourself or go overboard explaining. It just means that if you follow your gut and you listen to what you know is best for you, things are going to work out. And in the end, our friendship survived. We both have two girls. My daughter is three, her daughter is four, and they're really good friends. So we got through it, right? So now I want to give you an example that results in a different choice to illustrate how jealousy is complicated, right? And there is no one size fits all solution. I can't tell you, all right, you're jealous, boom, do this, right? I mean, I do have some steps for you at the end and a handy little worksheet that you can download from the show notes if you would like to, but it doesn't, it's not to say like, okay, go to the baby shower. Don't go to the baby shower. There's, there's a little process that you can go through in yourself to decide what is right for you based on each scenario. So in the last scenario, I want to talk about when I was crying in the bathroom before leaving the house to go meet my best friend's baby for the first time. This is a different friend. Okay. I followed a similar process as I've been talking about first. And again, I'll give this to you outlined in the show notes. Um, if you want to have it in like a hard copy. All right. So first I felt my feelings. Number one, most important, you've got to feel those feelings. It sucks, right? But if you don't feel them, there's no room for new things to come in that are going to serve you better. So I cried. I remember, okay, I'm in the bathroom. I'm realizing, oh my God, this get together where we're all going to be like, you know, ooing and eyeing over the baby. This is like really, really hard for me. Don't know if I can do it. I shared with my husband how vulnerable I felt And I allowed myself, I feel like I could cry right now just thinking about this moment. It was so hard. Um, I allowed myself that grace to be sad that I didn't have a baby and she did, right? Like that was the fact right then and there. That was the truth. And I checked in with my heart or my gut, right? To decide how I really felt about going to this get together. And in that moment, I really felt like if I didn't go, I would actually feel worse because this was a friend who lives far away. She was only in town for a couple of days. It was really important to me to show up and meet her child, like despite all of the struggle, despite how hard it was, right? Despite the fact that it drove me to cry in a bathroom before leaving the house. But I knew like if I didn't go, I would feel worse about it later. Whereas if I just went and got through it, I could at least know that I did it. And that's not to say that it's heroic thing to go and it's like going to make you feel bad if you don't go. I don't believe that. I don't think that's true. Just like I showed you in my last example, right? I had to take a pretty dramatic step to create a boundary because that's what I needed in that relationship at that time. In this relationship at this time, a different choice felt right, right? But the key thread that we're following here is feel your feelings, right? And follow what they tell you. 
So when it comes to jealousy, so I did go and it was, it was a good time. I was glad that I went. So when it comes to jealousy on the fertility journey, it's complicated, right? We would be way better off if we could just wave a magic wand and make it go away, but that is not, you know, realistic. So what is realistic? What can mindset teach us about how to deal with this nasty, uncomfortable, friendship challenging, emotionally discombobulating foe called jealousy? Okay. So step one, and once again, as a reminder, check your show notes because you can, there's a little thing in there where you can download this and have it and keep it and use it. Okay. So step number one, feel it, right? If you've taken anything from today's podcast, that's what we know. Feel it. Become consciously aware of what you are feeling and let it out. You do not have to be rational and controlled all the time. Your feelings don't have to make sense. You can cry, punch your pillow, do what you need to do to allow that energy out, right? And remember, there is nothing negative or self-sabotaging about self-expression. So often on this journey, we get so consumed with this feeling of like, I have to be positive, otherwise I'm going to sabotage my chances, right? But being positive doesn't mean washing over your feelings and pretending they aren't there, right? That's just lying to yourself, okay? (laughs) Being positive is something different and, you know, we'll talk about that another time. So um, when you feel that relief come on from letting it all out, so remember, you know that feeling, like you've cried, you've gotten something out and your body just feels like, so when you feel that relief come on, that's when it's time to shift gears, right? That is when you check in with yourself and you ask, okay, how am I feeling now, right? You might be feeling a lot of things. You might be feeling embarrassed that you cried. You might be feeling guilty over your jealousy. You might be feeling relief because you just let it out. It doesn't matter how you're feeling. There is no right or wrong, but you want to check in with yourself and get familiar with what is it that you're feeling, right? And then ask, what do I need to do or say right now to soothe myself? Like, like you might need, okay, I just cried and cried and I know that I'm feeling relief but I'm exhausted. So I'm just going to lie down and close my eyes for 10 minutes and breathe. And then I'm going to go back to whatever I was doing or, you know, take the next step that Catherine recommended. So, you know, you might want to lie down. You might want to get a sip of water. You might want to go outside, just do whatever it is that in that moment feels like, okay, if I do this very small, I'm just talking about a little small thing, one small thing to just sort of help me shift into a new headspace right? So once you have, and what you're really doing on a technical level is you're soothing your nervous system, right? So once you have soothed that nervous system by aligning with your gut, check in again. And then you want to ask yourself the bigger question, which is what will truly make me feel better about this situation? Sometimes it's doing the thing, right? It's going to the gathering. It's going to the baby shower. Sometimes it's not, right? Sometimes it's as simple and clear as saying, no, thank you. I will not be in attendance. I don't want to have contact for a month or so. 
right? And you don't have to over explain yourself. I think a lot of us fall into that trap of like, I need to make them understand. People are going to understand or they're not going to understand. And it really has nothing to do with you. That's on them. That's about them. What matters is that you have checked in with what's best for you because it's taking all of these steps that's going to lead you to the place where you are ready to receive your baby. If you are living your life trying to people please or bend over backwards to pretend that your feelings aren't there because you think there's something shameful or embarrassing about them, which I totally did, right? And that goes back to that a lot of the stuff I was talking about earlier in the podcast. But living in that space is not serving your ultimate purpose. And we are here to live this journey like the badass women that we are so we can bring our babies home. All right. So key, do not overthink the part about which decision should I be making? Should I go or stay? Remember I said before, this is not about the pro and con list. If you start running, if then scenarios through your head, you're going to cripple your ability to connect with your gut. That is the inner guidance that knows what is best for you, even when you struggle to see it because you're so caught up in rationality. And when I say you, I don't mean you personally. I mean, every woman on this journey who is listening to this has done this at one time or another, myself included, right? But just know that your instincts are your inner GPS system. They are your roadmap to success. So don't question them. And if you're thinking, hmm, I don't really know, this sounds kind of interesting, but I'm not sure, just try it, right? I mean, why not experiment it, experiment with it um, for like a week or just try it one time. Just try it once and just see what happens. You can play with it. It's not like this big heavy thing like, oh, you have to do this all the time. No, just play with it. See how it feels, right? And the last thing I want to say, um, and this is really the most important And I would hope that you can hold on to this gem of truth, which is that there is no finite number of babies in the world. One person's pregnancy has nothing to do with your chances of getting pregnant. It has nothing to do with you at all. One person's pregnancy has nothing to do with your chances of getting pregnant. There are no, there is no finite number of babies being born into the world. It is not a marker of your failure. If anything, we can look at it as evidence that mother nature is working. She knows what to do and it's going to happen for you if you trust it. So. If this is like, whoa, okay, I know I talked for a while and give you a lot of information, um, but I know this is just such an important topic because I don't think a single person has ever been on this journey and not struggled with jealousy. It's so real. It's so hard. And I just really want to reach out and give you some support in this area. So in order to back you up further, make sure you check those show notes. There's um, there's a, a link for you where you can access the step-by-step steps <laughs> that I just <laughs> went over um, talking about how to deal with jealousy like a badass, right? So just remember, whatever you are feeling, whatever Ever you are going through. If you have made it to this point in the podcast, you are meant to be a mom. You are meant to be a mom. 
because you show up and you care and you're doing everything you can to make it happen. And I hope that includes joining us here each week as we break down the practical and emotional aspects of the fertility journey and make connections of all kinds along the way. If you want to learn more about my programs or how you can work with me, go to badassfertility.com. And if you like what you heard today, please follow the Badass Fertility Podcast and tune in each week. While you're at it, please rate and leave a review. We work so hard to bring you free content every week and your support is really appreciated. You can tune in weekly to the Badass Fertility Podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your shows. 